This is The Secret Place with Bishop Cyprian Williams, a podcast from the New Birth Gospel Tabernacle in St. Kitsinevis. Join us for the message already in progress. 150 years before the time of Cyprus, um, promising the exile of Judea. So we are seeing this, that they would return to Jerusalem. And this is Isaiah 40, really speaking of that. And it says, we are God will meet them in the form of a suffering servant, a suffering servant. And so we are, we are seeing here, not only that, and the very one who will become a great king, the very one who will become a great king. And you can look into Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, and also Isaiah 9 and verse 6 and 7. So it's speaking of um, this king that should come. And, 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 and it is right there in line with the, the message of the kingdom. Because you, you, the, a kingdom it deals with the influence of the king. And so we are looking at this, um, this book of comfort written over 150 years before the time of Cyprus, promising the exile um, from Judea and um, that they should return to Jerusalem. So they says, comfort, comfort, yes, comfort my people, um, says your God. Speak comfortable to Jerusalem. So we are seeing this. It speaks concerning the restoration after the exile, points towards uh, the coming of the Lord's kingdom. The, the coming of what? Of the Lord's kingdom in Isaiah's prophecy. This is the first taste of salvation, salvation merged with the prediction of full salvation of, uh, of um, sorry, that Jesus Christ would bring. So we are looking at the, the, the Lord's kingdom salvation message. The kingdom is come. That is why um, when John the Baptist went about preaching in the wilderness, he did not just only say, well, prepare for the coming of the Lord. He said, prepare for what? Hello, the kingdom, right? We, for our message now, the, the kingdom is already here. The kingdom is already here. All that needs to happen is that we got to continue to preach the kingdom. We got to let them know the kingdom of, earth, the kingdom of God wants to become and, and come within, be set up within the human heart and life. The kingdom is already here. And so even in the last days of um, when we are, um, you know, speaking of the second coming, um, the second coming it is where Jesus Christ now is coming back for church. That's why he says coming for church that is without spot or wrinkle. He's coming back. It's coming back for those whom he has left because he must offer them up to his father. So the coming, the coming of the kingdom, that is why you saw and um, Jesus, even when he began his ministry, he preached repentance for the kingdom is at hand. And so we have to understand today as we continue to speak for the, the word of God, 
that we must speak that the kingdom of God, the message of the kingdom, the operation of God in the earth must be embraced by human beings. And so we are seeing here that Isaiah's prophecy, the first taste of salvation, merged with, with what the prediction of full salvation that Jesus and Christ will bring. My God, hallelujah. And so he's showing us here the, the first call upon to comfort the exile. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, the second is to what? To build a highway for the Lord. And thirdly, guaranteed the vision of the Lord. So we are seeing this here. Making um, straight, it says here, make straight um, in the desert. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. And so as we continue this message, as we continue the message of the kingdom, um, we have to understand that it has to continue to pound, it, it has to continue to go forth. That is why we saw Jesus given in parables, teachings, many times what the kingdom is like. The kingdom is like unto a mustard seed. The kingdom is like unto this because he had to know um, in, in those days and even for us, Revelation today, for us to understand what the kingdom is like. Kingdom starts out as a very what? Small seed, but becomes what? The great, greatest tree in the garden. You know, and, and so we have to, we have to continue, we have to continue to really see um, concerning the teachings of, of, of Christ, how he really wants us to understand the operation of the kingdom. And as I said some time ago, you know, it, it is so sad that we have spent so much time preaching our denomination, preaching, um, you know, our own thing, but not convincing men and women concerning the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I got to go over this again. I said the kingdom of God. Hear what it says in, in um, and let, let's, let's see what it says. It says here now, because it's showing them something. It says in, um, in Matthew chapter 13, in Matthew chapter 13, um, he went down because he was showing them concerning some things of uh, the kingdom of God. He's showing some things about the kingdom. And so he says to them here, um, look down in verse 18. He says, and therefore hear the parable of the sower. When someone hears the word of the kingdom, when they hear what? The word of the kingdom. So he was now telling them it does not. It is speaking of a position where of safety, of prosperity, of multiplication. Why? Because the birds, listen, and, and this is why I'm going to give you this. This is why. This is why whenever the kingdom message is preached. And let us get this thing going amongst our churches. Amongst our thing. This lot of everybody protecting their turf. And trying to. Uh, the, the competitive spirit going on amongst believers. And everybody trying to protect the other areas. Let me give you this. I want to say to this. It comes to a place in God. When you're part of the kingdom. We must preach ourselves 
out of a job. We must teach ourselves out of a job. It means we must not be intimidated by others. Others will come, give them what they need, push them into the area of the kingdom, not being intimidated. And those of you who are being pushed into areas must not get ahead of yourself to think that, you know, oh, I am more this and I'm more that. That is Satan. That is spirit of the enemy. We must humble ourselves and say, God, thank you for the privilege to be used. But many people, you know, get off in, you know, in another realm by themselves and start to think. That's why the Bible says you ought not to think more highly than you ought to think of yourself. Yes, the Bible wants you to think good things. Uh, that's why it tells us in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8 that you must think on things lovely and pure and, 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 and of good report. But you cannot overthink of yourself. And especially in the areas of comparing yourself with others. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. You know, I, I believe in one of these um, sessions, and I'm going to take my time, some of these things I really want to um, get going and where I could have my, my PowerPoints and different stuff going. Maybe not in a, a session like this in, um, in Facebook world like this because sometimes you can cast your, your pearls among swine. Sorry about that. You understand me? Um, in some teachings, you put them out there and some others... You, you know, you, the Bible talks about looking for faithful men and women that you may give them that kind of information. And I believe in that. Um, you know, faithful men, people who are going to run with the, the words that they, they have been given. I, I was saying that the birds, the birds, the birds see a consideration, the nesting place is not the area of um, where we think that is demonic because God is not going to light the kingdom unto a, a, a mustard seed let's go over this again a mustard seed that a man plants sowed in a field then it becomes um, from that seed it becomes the greatest tree greater than all the herbs is grown great and then it becomes a tree so from there we are seeing development it becomes a tree and that the birds of the ear the birds of the ear comes and nests in its branches hello so you can't, you cannot, you, 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 you can't put an evil dimension to this. Because God is not going to go through um, liking the kingdom and then say, the birds of the ear are going to come and nest in it. No, this is, the birds of the ear here, it's not an evil um, dimension of our representation. It is showing you that when the kingdom is established, it will provide a place of nourishment. It will provide a place of relaxation. It will pr provide a safe place for multiplication. And I got to go over this again. Because so I, and I, we got to change the image of this dimension of church. That's why the church has been over the years so, so competitive. I, I thank God for the revelation that God has given me over the years concerning the kingdom. That is why whenever, whatever resources we have, you know what I mean? I mean, I've never looked at it and said, well, oh, you know, we against them. We are part of the same kingdom. We are part of the same kingdom. And if God has blessed us with something, I'm not going to say I'm going to just give away everything like that. But if we, God has blessed us with resources and you are doing something to promote the kingdom. Like I, I've had cases, yeah. I've had cases where people... 
um, you know, came to me and said, okay, we are going to, we want to have a crusade. And in order for them to, if, they, if they're going to rent a tent, because people don't know, eh? they don't realize um, that tents cost money. If you're going to rent a tent, the size tent that they need to do a particular crusade on that tent, it, you know, every day there is a cost. And if you're going to do two weeks, it's going to cost you a lot, a lot of money. Chairs again is the same thing. They, they're charged um, maybe a dollar per day for the amount of chairs. So every day there is there, there's a charge. Imagine even on a Saturday where maybe they, were, they had no service, then there's still a charge. Because you can't take them back on, on Saturday and bring them back on Sunday. No, there's still a charge. And so... You know, for poor people who think, oh, you know, you know, the gospel don't need no money and different stuff. I will tell people, um, the, the gospel, to preach the gospel, you don't need money. But really to promote the gospel and to get the gospel into regions, it takes money. It needs money to do that. But the gospel, to preach the gospel, you don't need the money. Because I could just go to my neighbors and preach the gospel. It doesn't take me no money. I don't have to go nowhere. I mean, maybe just a little water. I might need to drink or something. Um, to witness to somebody don't take any money. But to do things in a big scale, um, you know, it, 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 it really takes money. And, and so I will say this. You know, persons have come to me and they said, you know, Bishop, over the years, um, you know, we are going to be doing this and whatever, whatever. And I've never, ever said to them, well, this is going to be the charge and this is the amount that we need. No. Um... Over the years, and some could have done better, meaning nothing with that. Some went, they used the tent, and they make money and, you know, whatever um, from it. I don't have a problem. My thing is that I am looking at the souls, because one day in heaven, there is going to be an account that will be given out, and every soul that was recorded in those tent services, because we sowed into it, my God, is going to be uh, also allocated to our area because we aided it. If you understand this. Some others has come to me and said, you know, um, we, we need your tent um, because we are going to be having a fundraiser. And we want, we're going to have a bazaar and we're going to have all kind of stuff coming there and all sort of events. And I said, no, I'm sorry. Um, no, I think you need to go with that atmosphere. You need to go to secular and you need to um, rent a tent. Um, the tent is not for that. It's not for that. No, God didn't raise it up, give us those things um, for that. It, it is for a particular mandate. I said, anytime... You're going to win souls whenever, if you're, if you're, even if you're having a funeral and you're looking for accommodation and different stuff and we, we, we can help you at that time, we have no problem. We have no problem. We, we, we don't tell you, oh, go, they go raise an offering. No, we tell you, preach the gospel, preach the gospel, pray. I pray that when you preach the gospel, at least one person will give their life to Jesus Christ. Don't worry about an offering. They said, well, do we need to raise an offering? I said, no. We don't. No. We ain't wasting our time with that. That is why you see me when you see, we do, um, whenever I do any, um, when it comes to funerals, or if, you know me, stuff like that. I don't waste my time on offering. I mean, even if I use somebody's church and they say, look, um, you all, you know, you, you, got, you all have to pay for the, the building. I said, no problem. How much it is? 
Because I need to preach the gospel. I need people to, um, when they leave that place, that, you know, they hear a message of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. That, 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 that the kingdom of God, it must come. You know, sometimes I think that sometimes we get, and I'm not saying that, um, sometimes we, we're not looking at the overheads. But Lord, sometimes we get, we, we, we must focus on the dollars and cents rather than the souls of individuals. And one thing I remember, and I had to, you know, say this to somebody the other day. Um, and, you know, I, I, you know I, I, God reminded me, says, son, I always pay my bills. I owe no man nothing. If I said it, I will do it. And I will bring it to pass. In other words, God pays his bills. It's just that sometimes we can't wait. You understand? We can't wait. We're in a hurry. We, we want it now. And we, we, we got to run things. And we, we, we do not understand how to cut back. And, and, and all this in certain seasons. But God, he said to me, I pay my bills. I owe no man nothing. I pay my bills. And so whenever we're standing for God, whenever we're representing the kingdom of God, I don't know if you're representing your denomination, if you're representing some sort of your own thing, well, I don't know who's going to pay that bill. But whenever, whenever we're standing on the behalf of God, whenever we're standing on the behalf of God, a representative for God, he said, look, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be there, my God, and if I commission it, I will sustain it. Hallelujah. And let me just give you this. I want to say this to all of you who are listening champions. That is why there are going to be people going to walk into your life and walk out. Hello. But one thing I'm going to let you know. Please don't let the Holy Spirit walk out. Please don't ever let the Holy Spirit walk out of your life. Because let me tell you something. People, man, may walk in and out. My God, but you need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit, my God, forever in your life. You can't ever let him be grieved and walk out forever. Amen. And so that is why he says even there, the mustard seed. And I want, I really want, I really want for us to, because Jesus spent a lot of time in his teachings trying to convey the message of the kingdom trying to convey the message of the kingdom my god hallelujah my god when he send them out he send them out with power and authority glory to god so that they can preach the message of the kingdom i want to i want to say i want to give you this um i want you to write this down if we are going to if we are going to see the manifestation of the kingdom of god we need kingdom protocol. We need to understand um, kingdom protocol and principles. Um, kingdom what? Protocol and principles. There are principles and protocols that govern the kingdom. One of them, buying and losing, you saw that. Another one is that if you're going into a strong man's house, you got to bind him up. So you see that. Um, seeking, knocking, asking, seeking, and knocking are principles of the kingdom. The way we treat each other, the way we honor, get this word. I want you to write down this word, honor. Honor, get it down, get it on the screen. Honor, 
if we are going to if we are going to be kingdom citizens that's why even with the communion if you check out the communion the lord's supper one of the things that it teaches us it says when when you come before this table you must give preference to one another that's why it says if you're hungry go home to eat but when you come of this lord's supper it is not one must go and you know in 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 a, in a ravenous way run and eat off the bread drink off the wine and then your brother and your sister don't get any no you see i'm telling you about so this is the area area of honor the area of appreciation that's what we're talking about you know um you know really um promoting supporting one and, and, and another that's what the bible speaks concerning us loving you know sometimes you look at it and you know you, you listen amongst church and i'm talking about churches and you kind of thing that you hear believers talking i don't like that one i don't talk to that one and you know sometimes i listen i wonder we really really which kingdom are we a part of because there's only two kingdoms you either are part of the kingdom of light or you're part of the kingdom of darkness there's no middle ground there is no middle ground and you cannot be a part of the kingdom of light and operate in terms of your heart is dark it means that you got to go through we have to go through a period of repentance and let me let me tell you this i, I didn't say that sometimes um you know something may not you know enemy may send a seed you know of, of, of unforgiveness of bitterness but you have to get rid of it you can't let it go down you know because you're, you're so, let, you let not the sun go down on your rock and some people think it's only because that is only for husband and wife Yes, it is recorded for um thing, but what about your um your brothers and sisters? That's why it says let brotherly love continue. Let brotherly love continue. Amen. And so another thing that I want to share with you will come from First Corinthians chapter 14. First Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 32. Don't shout me down yet. I'm going to leave after this. Um, it says here in that verse, it says there in that verse, because he went back up, let, let, let's see what it says um, in, in verse 26. How is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, each one of you should have a psalm, have a teaching, have a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. If anyone speak in tongues, let there be two, um, two or the most three, each in turn, and let one interpret. And this is something that, um, you know, even some among some churches, they use this and they're saying every tongue has to have interpretation. Every tongue, every manifestation of tongue has to have interpretation. And that is not truth. What the Bible is saying here, if you got there and you speak all tongues, all tongues, all tongues, there is no revelation. Sometimes in our no interpretation, if I could use that word, it means that nobody's edified. Nobody. But if you are praying, that's what the Bible says. You can pray in a dimension of an, in the unknown language, in a known tongue. 
But whenever we are communicating, preaching, we can't go up there. That's what he says, you know, go back up again. If you go back up, he says, when you come, the order of a church meeting, whenever you come together, each one of you should have a psalm. Each one of you have a teaching. Each one have a tongue. Each one have a revelation. Each one have an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. But if we come for a prayer meeting and we are praying and we are, we are connecting to God, you, you don't need no edification because what happens? Whenever you speak in tongues, you're speaking directly to God. Your spirit man is being edified. Even though your mind, you know, your carnal mind or your mind does not really understand everything that is happening. But your spiritual man, you're building up yourself in your most holy faith. But those who are maybe against tongues or don't understand the operation of tongues, um, sometimes because of their denomination, tell you that every time you speak in tongues, you need interpretation. That is not so. That is not so. Otherwise, the Bible will not tell us that when you speak in an unknown tongue, you speak directly to God. Huh? Oh, Lord. Eh, hello? Okay. And I'm not for this craziness either that, um, that goes on in churches where everybody talks all the different stuff and then there's no interpretation. Many times in our churches, and, and, and this is why I want to say to us, is that many times in our churches, we need to wait. We need to wait for the manifestation. Sometimes because we do not call for it. And in our operations as kingdom churches, as uh, apostolic churches, and we are talking about kingdom churches with representing apostolic churches, prophetic churches, we now need to wait. We need to wait, not be too hurried to move on. Sometimes the manifestation is there, the interpretation is right there, but we don't wait. We, we, we are hurried to go on. You know what happens sometimes, many times I've had it happen to me, Many persons come after, and this is why even chairpersons and all the people who are conducting service, even though next on the program is so-and-so. But if you realize in your spirit now there's something, and we must understand and go with the spirit, and maybe that's why when we are going to be having our um, um, training sessions again, these are things that has to be said and, and going through the discerning of the spirit to find out well, what is next on the program. Because what is next on the program, not always what is written. <laughs> it's not always what is written. Sometimes, and you, you know, there is, there is something that rem in the spirit. You, you, there's a groaning and the tongues is flowing. And right there, sometimes people come to me after and they say, Bishop, I have a word. This is what the Lord um, really wanted um, to say. Sometimes it could be an individual word. It could be a word for the church. You understand me? And so these are opportunities that must be given to the house of God if we are going to be operating. I'm talking to you as champions. So let's go. It says here now, it says, let, let the church keep silent and let him speak um, to himself or to God. So he's telling you that that is a, a viable option. Just that some of the church ain't see that. It says, but let two or three prophets speak. And let the other judge, he says, and go down. But if anyone um, is revealed to another who sit by, he says, let him first keep silent. And he says, uh, for you can all, he says, can for 
Well, you can, can all prophesy one by one, and then they're telling you by, by what is happening, that all may learn and all may be comforted. So in other words, he's saying that in this area, we should not be having everybody prophesying at the same time in an, in an area of confusion. This is where the verse now, it says verse 32, and let the spirit of the prophet, it says, and the spirit of the prophet are subjected to the prophet. For God, 33, for God is not the art of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. And I've done it there. Verse 34, go on. Uh, some will say, let the woman be silent. And some people go on to think that a uh, woman can't talk, woman can't do nothing in church. So me ain't gonna even go on that day because I think that is, if, the, if we're still park up on that dimension there, we're in foolishness and um, we're ignorant. Anyway, I, I may not go on to the one. I go on to the verse where I really want to look at. The verse says, and the spirit, the spirit of, the spirit of the prophet is subjected to the prophet. And so we need to understand um, in many times um, in, in, in churches and, and, and whatever, whoever the, the flow is on, um, not only that, we need to understand the responsibility of the set man, the set woman of the house. Um, you know, the subjected for this, for example, um, if you are flowing um, in a dimension and you felt, you know, feeling the Lord or giving you an unction, and the, the set man, even though you feel as though a set woman feels as though it's time for them to move forward, um, there can be a communication in terms of there must be um, eye contact or something going on. If the man of God or woman of God sense that, okay, he will give you the signal, go ahead. But if the man of God wants to step forward at that time, then you must not take that personal and think, well, oh, I got to do it because you're out of order. What will have to happen there is that if the man of God or woman of God step forward and he, he was out of sync with the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit is going to deal with him or her because of that. Maybe he will, have, he will tell him, look, you should allow the person to flow or whatever, whatever. Not only that, sometimes it will take the service to what? Maybe a decline could happen or maybe the service will go to a next level in stuff. So we must understand spiritual authority, those who are in charge, those who are next. It's the same way. Whenever somebody's using the mic, whenever somebody's flowing, even though you're next in line, you're a chairperson or whatever, um, you know, we, we, we must give the person the, the time to flow. Also, the person who's flowing must be sensitive of their surrounding, must be sensitive of the flow. You can't tell me that because the Spirit of God is upon you, you can't open your eyes to see what is happening. Or... Sometimes you sense it, you are flowing, and you sense when the place has gone empty. You know, let me tell you something, there's times and you know when the glory has lifted. Sometimes people go beyond the glory, and when you go beyond the glory, it is flesh. Whenever the glory lifts, and you say anything beyond that, that ain't God, that's you. You are responsible, Lord Jesus, Father. Um, you are responsible, and, and that is why 
All of us as human beings must learn to flow in the dimension. If somebody is flowing, you sense the power of God is still flowing. Yes, I know the time that says that you have to give up the mic by this time. But the sense the spirit of God flowing and there is a breakthrough happening in the house. Let it flow in the atmosphere. Let it go on because it's the Holy Spirit that is manifesting. But one of the things that I will, I will, I will caution persons who are going that never bring yourself into it it's the holy spirit that is leading so you don't go forward and saying oh this is what the holy spirit wants no because the whole if the holy spirit wants it the holy spirit will dictate it it will happen and human beings don't have to get involved if it's a song if it's prayer if it's a testimony if it's a scripture um, and, and that is why I'm going to say this. Our services must not be cast in concrete. It must not be, you know, the program or the layout is only for guide. Oh man, I said it's only for guide. I want to finish, you know. It's only for guide. It means that after one song, the Holy Spirit can, can now dictate to the man of God, it's now time to preach. Well, suppose now the Holy Spirit that the worship leader said, well, I have three more songs that we, we are to practice. That could maybe come after. Maybe the Holy Spirit says, no, right now, we, we need to go forth. Prayer is needed. Right now, something else is needed. Because, you see, we want the Holy Spirit to come and bless us, but we want to be in charge all the time. And so I'm going to say to us here, as kingdom citizens, if we are going to flow in the atmosphere of the kingdom, we must learn who is in charge. We have to learn who is in charge. And the Holy Spirit has been given to the church to lead us, to guide us into the truth, into the image, into the people that we should become, into the manifestation that is needed, into the lifestyle that should, should be, um, come of us into the impartation that is needed for a particular time, into the deliverance that is needed. Because the kingdom of God must come in us. And that's the difference that you see sometimes when we, we become so structured in our mentality. One, is that sometimes we program out God. Number two, sometimes some people want to have their own way. And they offend the Holy Spirit because they want to be in charge. I, you know, I want to have me honor you because what's going on? Some people need deliverance from rudeness. I said it. Yes, I said it. There are a lot of people who say that they're anointed. They're just rude and out of order. If you check them out, they've been spoiled. They used to root up at the ground when they're small. The, mother, the parents then spoil them. And they come into the church and they still spoil. So what we have, we have some people who, are, who say they're saved, but they're spoiled. They're not delivered. And so they come in the church and they want to take over the church. They give them the mic to sing a song. They go and sing song, testimony, preach, everything else. Now, you were given the thing to sing. If you're going to sing, sing. They give you one song, sing your one song. If, if by the Spirit they send something else, sing peace of the song. When the ushering of the presence of God, when, when, when the presence of God ushering, give up the mic. 
But no, you're going to preach, you know. I feel a word coming on. I feel a word. No, that's not what your assignment. No, you're out of order. What you're doing is that, Lord Jesus. Oh, Jesus. What, what, what you have just done, or what you're doing, is that you're, you're flowing, you're riding on the, the flow that is created. And so we have to understand spiritual um, kingdom protocols and principles. Otherwise, over the years, that is why a lot of people run away from churches, you know, because there's no order. There's no order in the house of God. People want to do what they want. You can't talk to them. They, they do, and, 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 and this is the dangerous stuff that I see some of them are operating on. All of a sudden, because they rule and out of order, they, they call themselves prophet or prophetess. And some of them is not more than Jezebel. Out of order cannot take the correction. If you cannot submit yourself under leadership, how can you be in, in governance and speaking in authority um, to the, the house of God? The first thing, whenever the Holy Spirit comes in a person's life, you become, see the person that is gentle, you become a gentle person, you become humble, you become broken, not out rude, rude and out of order, and nobody to talk to you, and who you, and you talk, who you think pastor think they be, and all kind of thing, them that rude has. Sorry my, my expression, but those are rude us. Yes, they, they're rude. They're rude and out of order. So let, me, let me give you this. Sometimes there are people who have giftings. And let me give you help them. Let me help those. If you sometimes have a, a, a gifting and you know you have a gifting, but you have a tendency to be rude and out of order, you need to submit under, yourself under strong leadership. I'm going to tell you something here. Jezebel don't like, he don't like those strong anointed. He not like Elijah, he not like Elisha. No, Jezebel like Ahab. Okay? Jezebel like weak leaders. They're not going to stand. They are, every minute they're going to find fault with the man of God. Because what happened is that, you see, the spirit of Jezebel needs to be broken. In order for it to be broken, in order for that unruly spirit to be broken, you need to submit yourself to godly leaders and strong godly leaders. Not them pancakes, flip-flop pancakes, leaders, jellyfish. Uh, no. Not them who are going to allow you to do everything you want. There are going to be some leaders going to tell you no. You can't, no, it will not happen. It cannot be done. No, that's not the Spirit of God. Go and pray again. When you see leaders, let me tell you something. When you see leaders always telling people yes, we're spoiling them. When leaders always telling some people yes, we're spoiling them. And I'll tell you this, some of us as leaders, we, we, we are looking at the business. So we, we don't want to offend nobody. So we, we tell everybody yes, and everybody yes. You can't tell everybody yes. And what we do, to keep the crowd, we run the risk of causing the crowd to leave. Let me go over this one more time. I said to keep the crowd, we run the risk of having the crowd leave, the glory. Understand? 
And so, and, and, and I'm not talking about leaders who, um, you know, over themselves and, you know, dictating and, and uh, manipulating people. I'm talking about genuine leaders who are just strong and who, who knows God and will say to you, go and pray again, go and pray again. And sometimes God, you know, sometimes, sometimes it is not bad in it. It's not a bad idea, you know? But sometimes when I, when I, when, when I kind of think it in my spirit, God says, now tell them, go and pray again. And when I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why you? He says, because I'm checking the spirit. I'm checking the spirit. He said, you look, he said, you look at the outward appearance of why I'm looking at the heart. T tell him no again. Tell him yes. And when they come back next time, with the, uh, the spirit said, tell him no. Watch the attitude. Watch the attitude. And so we have to be very careful as kingdom people. Hello. As kingdom people, we have to be very, very careful. Because what's going on? The kingdom of darkness is, is, is launching forth an attack, trying to infiltrate the kingdom of light. But it can't. Because the kingdom of light is our, my, my God, whenever the kingdom of light shows up, darkness has to disappear. So I want to say to us today, may God bless you. Thank you so much for joining me today again. Amen. We are going to continue. Amen. And remember, um, the, 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 this gospel of the kingdom must be preached. And the, the way, uh, sorry, that's why I see, let me tell you something, I see it around. There's a lot, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people who are churched out, fed up of, of what the image of what the church is now. And it's the reason why, because the church has become so secular, the church has become so far away from really the kingdom lifestyle that God really wants of us. That many people, they're not seeing. That is why you, you, you hear people talking, oh, what happened? Why the church is this? Why the church is so silent? It's because the church don't know what its function anymore. The church don't know its function anymore. The church don't want to offend nobody. When the preaching of the gospel is going to be an offense, the preaching of the gospel, the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom is going to be an offense to the kingdom of darkness. But we have become, I remember Pastor Red Pazzi said that many of us have become user-friendly. We have become so user-friendly. We don't want to offend nobody. You know, we want to be in everybody's nice book. So just in case we need a little handout, um, we could get something. Heaven help us. Heaven help us. But all is not lost. I believe that God is raising up um, men and women out there who are not going to be afraid, won't be afraid to speak for the sake the Lord. Hallelujah. In season and out of season. May God bless you today. Enough said for today. See you tomorrow. You have been listening to a podcast from the New Birth Gospel Tabernacle in St. Kitsinevis. Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and be on the lookout for more. God bless you and have a great day.